You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to episode number 13 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. And today is January 7th, if you're listening live when this thing comes out. And so let me be the first of probably thousands of people the last seven days to say Happy New Year to you. If you're listening to this on release day, again, it's January 7th. We're really, really excited that you've tuned in. Uh, My name's Scott. I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in Las Vegas. Um, We're honored that you would carve out some time as a leader just to spend some time on this podcast hearing from Pastor Vance, hearing um, what God's doing here in Las Vegas and how it could affect your leadership. Uh, The goal of what we're doing here is just for leaders to be encouraged and challenged wherever God has them leading. So if you just came across this, this is the kickoff of our second year of this podcast. Uh, So we have 12 episodes that you can find and hopefully catch up and be encouraged by. Uh, But we're going to jump into some awesome content to start the new year. And I'm here again with my friend, my pastor, my mentor, Pastor Vance Pittman. Vance, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Scott. Looking forward to this new year and excited about uh, all that God has in store for us. How was your uh, your Christmas? Christmas is always one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I'm one of those guys that loves everything about Christmas. I think I enjoy it as much as anybody in my family, and I love all of it. I love, obviously, what we celebrate about the coming of Jesus and the meaning of what Christmas is all about. But I'm also one of those guys that enjoys all the traditions of what we do here in American culture to celebrate it, you know, from trees to gifts and presents and parties and food and music and all the rest of it. I just enjoy it and love it. And so it's been a great, great, great time for my family. Totally. Well, it is 2019, so we are have the holidays behind us, and many people are making New Year's resolutions or goals, and we wanted to take this first episode of 2019 to tackle uh, the topic of what it looks like as leaders to make the right resolutions. What does it look like for you to look in, I guess, 358 days of this year that are left of 2019 um, and just look at that? And so we're going to look at some awesome content from God's Word and how it applies to leadership. And so Vance, go ahead and kick us off, kind of share with us what we're, what we're talking about today. Yeah, New Year's resolutions are something that everybody's thinking about this time of year. And I mean, Scott, even you and I were talking uh, before we began to record that you're somebody that every year gets into resolutions really big about you know making those and, and living by those. And I'm, I'm not a real New Year's resolution kind of guy. Uh, but man, overwhelmingly in America, uh, the statistics say that 65% of Americans made New Year's resolutions in 2018. And to give you an idea of what people were thinking about in 2018, here were the top five New Year's resolutions from 2018. Eat healthier, get more exercise, save more money, focus on self-care, specifically sleep, ironically, and then number five, read more. Um, and maybe a couple of things in that list are why I don't like New Year's resolutions. Uh, eat healthier and get more exercise. I was exercise. just about so, to ask you how you did on those first couple. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I uh, I get more exercise so that I don't have to eat healthier is what I kind of try to live by. Love but it. those are the top five New Year's resolutions that people made. If you, if you think about the word resolve and you look it up in the dictionary, it means to make a definite and serious decision to do something. So statistics would say that 65% of Americans this year made a definite and serious decision to do something in those five areas and in many others. But those same studies reveal that less than 10% 
of the people who make New Year's resolutions are actually successful in achieving their resolution. So I don't know if they weren't definite and serious about the decision that they made, (laughs) Uh, but most people make these resolutions, they go through this process, and then they wind up, many of them, within the first four to six weeks of the resolution, statistics would say, they begin to falter and fall away from those. But what I want to talk about today is, is what if, as leaders, today you could resolve to accomplish something in 2019 as a leader that you could know for sure was guaranteed to be successful. And when I say that, I'm really thinking, uh, Scott, about what Paul wrote in in the, his letter to the Philippian church. It's kind of a, a, a building of what he wrote throughout the entire letter, but he starts in chapter one by saying, I am confident, I know, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a work in you, a good work in you, will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And then he went on in chapter 2 to say that it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So Paul says, man, there's this thing, this work, this good work that God is doing in you that he's going to finish, and he promises that he is at work himself. And the way that's structured there in the Greek language, it's describing continuous action, meaning that at the moment of salvation— The moment you became a follower of Jesus, God began a work in you, conforming you to the image of Jesus, and he himself is constantly at work in your life to finish what he started. So we're all being conformed into the image of Jesus. We're all being made into his likeness and his image. And if you study the Gospels, and we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but if we really want to understand what the life of a Jesus follower is all about, we need to understand that the work that's being done in us is conforming us to the image of Christ. So what was the life of Jesus? And when you look at it in the Gospels, Jesus' life revolved around three relationships, a relationship with his Father, a relationship with his disciples, and a relationship with the world, people that didn't know God at all. And so understanding that's what a relation that's what Jesus's life looked like and understanding that the Christian life today is him living his life in me then when we're talking about this work of God being worked out in us being conformed to the image of Jesus we're talking about God deepening our relationship with himself which I like to use the word abiding in Christ We're talking about him deepening our fellowship relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and I tend to use the phrase connecting in community, and then we're also talking about him growing and deepening our relationships with the world, people that don't know God at all. I call that sharing in the mission, and as we grow in abiding, connecting, and sharing, that's this work that that, that God is, is doing in us, pressing out through our lives. Yeah, that was something that we talked about in episode two, just to, if you're listening to that and you're like, wow, that was incredible. Um, A lot of what Vance just unpacked in like three minutes is, um, I mean, it's our whole mission as a church here at Hope. And so if you want to hear more about Abide, Connect, Share, um, we we talk about that in detail. He unpacks how you see that right in the Gospels and the life of Jesus in episode two. Um, But that's a great place to start and kind of go into where you're going to go to, Vance, out of Philippians. Yeah, and not only, Scott, in in episode two do we talk about that, but if somebody's really intrigued by that and wants to go deeper, you can actually go to a website called jesusfollower.com 
where we unpack over 11 messages, this content of the life of Christ being fleshed out in our lives is really what the Christian life is all about. It's not me living for Jesus. It's Jesus living in and through me. That's not just semantics. That's the difference in religion and relationship. And when that, what, what comes out of that is Christ being formed in our lives. And that's what Paul is promising in chapter 1 and 2, that God's at work. So then he gets to chapter 3, and Paul begins with some almost resolution-type language. Listen to what he says in Philippians 3, beginning in verse 12. Not that I've already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I, here's the key word, press on. I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies in. That sounds so much like what so many people are doing right now with resolutions. All right, forget whatever happened in 2018. I'm pressing forward to what lies ahead. And there's what he says in verse 14. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul begins to use this language of pressing on, this idea of of constantly pursuing to press hard after this goal, this mark that's at the end of the race, this call, this invitation that God's invited us into. And I like to paraphrase it like this, Scott. What Paul is really saying here is, man, I am going after Christ in me. That's awesome. And if you're a leader listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I got that. Where is the super practical stuff for my New Year's resolutions? We're going to get to some practical stuff at the end, but we believe if you've been listening to this podcast now for 13 episodes, I mean, you know, every, we believe that as Christ lives his life in us, he's going to be pressed out through us. And so we're going to start with this idea of looking at the life of Jesus. And as we read Paul's words in, the, in Philippians 3, seeing this thing of pressing on towards the goal of this call that God's given us, we believe that starts with your relationship with Jesus. So we're going to give you some amazing practical stuff here in just a few minutes. But, but Vance, what does it look like to press on in our relationship with Jesus in 2019? Yeah, and Scott, I specifically want to ask that question in these three areas. So if you're listening to this today as a leader or, or just as a follower of Jesus, I want you to think about this question first. What does it look like for you to press in on your relationship with Jesus in 2019 as it pertains to abiding in Christ? Um, the foundation of everything that we are as followers of Jesus and then as leaders leveraging our platform for his, his kingdom is rooted and grounded in our intimacy with him. It's in the love relationship we have with him. And so how in 2019 can you go deeper in your personal, daily love relationship with him? There's a verse in Psalm 71 that I read one morning in a devotional time, and here's what it said. It says, be to me a rock of habitation to which I may continually come. And it's one of those phrases that, you know, I've, I've heard and I've read, and I think there are even some songs that use some of that language out of the Psalms. Um, but one morning when I read it, I read something that I had not ever really, I kind of read it in a way that I'd never heard it before. And it's that idea of may his presence be the constant habitation of my life that my life is consumed with his presence. And when I think about my own life in particular, as I look to 2019, 
Um, 2018 was a year of a lot of travel for me, specifically the second half of this year. I've spent a lot of time on airplanes, going to different countries, different cities across the United States. And because of that, what got affected in my pursuit of Christ daily was just simply my routine. For me, one of the things that's very important about my time alone with God daily is having a daily routine. It's not a ritual that you go through, but every one of us, we prioritize the things that are important to us, and we carve out time for them. And when I'm traveling and jumping time zones and different things, what affects me is my routine gets off. And I'm a routine guy. I need routine in my life. And so as I think about 2019, I'm asking some hard questions, and I've already had some conversations with with some people about how to establish some better routine in my life um, to allow me, whether I'm here or on the road or wherever my, my, my schedule takes me, but that my routine is built around. So I'm asking some hard questions in my own life as it pertains to abiding in Christ about routine. There's another thing that I'm that God's kind of dealing with me on. I've been talking with my accountability partner um, about this, and it's the, the the principle of Scripture memory and meditation. Uh, memorizing and meditating on Scripture is one of those things that that can be used as a vehicle to live out that constant. Um, conversation with the Father, that what, what the psalmist called that constant habitation, uh, that constant pursuit of Him. When you memorize God's Word and you put it in your heart, you don't have to have a Bible. You can be driving the car. You can be sitting at the DMV. You can be working out at the gym, and you can be in, in fellowship with the Father meditating on what His Word says that you've hidden in your heart. And for me, without accountability, Scripture, memory, and meditation is one of those things. Other than in my my preaching ministry, it's easy for me to get away from that in my life. Uh, you, you know, we can kind of think, oh, memorizing Bible verses, that's what the kids do. That's good for Sunday school. That's good for kids' church. But, man, throughout Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible teaches us all throughout about the priority of hiding God's Word in our heart. And so for me, those are two areas, to give you an example, of how I'm wrestling with this thing of my abiding in Christ in 2019. How's it going to be affected? Let me give you some some questions that maybe you can ask if you're listening to this in 2019 that you can wrestle with. Number one, do you spend time with Jesus daily? Is that something that's a regular rhythm in your life? Is that built in? Number two, are you hiding God's Word in your heart by memorizing and meditating on His Word? Maybe even here in my own confession, it surfaced in your heart. Uh, you know, hey, man, I'm right there. I, I let that one get away. And we need to be, be, be prioritizing. Here's, here's the third question. Do you fellowship with Jesus throughout the day? It's one thing to carve out time to be alone with Him in the morning, but what He's really invited us into is a relationship. And so we shouldn't compartmentalize that. We should walk with Jesus throughout the day, a constant conversation. Paul calls it praying without ceasing. And then finally, here's another question. Do, do you make decisions only after hearing from God? As a follower of Jesus, we're to live by faith. Faith comes by hearing. It's not faith until I've heard God speak. So am I developing a, a rhythm in my life as a leader of making sure that when I make decisions, I'm clear to hear from God first? Those are some examples of the kind of questions to wrestle with as you think about resolving to go deeper and abiding in Christ personally and daily in 2019. I think that's really cool too. And if you're listening to this and and you heard Vance's questions, some of you may be thinking, well, that those are that sounds like a checklist. That's that's religious. And and I would encourage you, it's not a checklist, it's not religion. That is 
out of the overflow of what Christ is doing in my life, I want to spend time with him. I want to memorize his word. I want to fellowship with him throughout the day. And so these are as Vance talked about his own, you know, his own routine getting off in 2018, as he is looking to 2019, this discipline thing, man, when I'm disciplined in something, it brings joy. It's not me going, oh man, I got to do this thing. When I am disciplined in spending time in the word, memorizing the word, having fellowship with Jesus throughout the day, uh, making decisions after I hear from God, there's joy that comes out of my life. So um, what does it look like to press on in your relationship with God? First is abide in Christ. That is so simple, but so um, substantial in your life. And so what's the second one, Vance? Well, and Scott, even before I say that, let me let me add this to what you were saying. This is going to look different for everyone. What we're talking about is relationship. And what I need to work on in my relationship with my wife is going to be very different than what maybe you need to work on in your relationship with your wife. It's a relationship and and it's growing and it's evolving and it's changing and it's personalities. So each of us have a love relationship with a father. And where we are in that relationship, it is going to dictate what needs to be focused on, what needs to be looked at, what needs to be resolved to change. Um, but the the thing that's consistent for all of us is the only way to deepen relationship is time. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's about choosing to give priority time to your relationship with the Father and figuring out the areas where you need to develop in that. So, so I'm giving you some examples of where this needs to happen in my life, but you got to get with God and find out what those are for you if you're listening to this. Um, so the second one of these would be, what does it look like in 2019 to go deeper in this thing of connecting in community? Um, it's true that God designed our relationship with him to be personal, but it was never his design for that relationship to be private. And one of the great tragedies of the, of the American Christian is that uh, it's our emphasis on individualism when it comes to faith. And that's why a lot of people think this thing of church and small group and community or Sunday school, whatever you call it, that's an optional program. But the reality is, as you study the Gospels, the New Testament knows nothing of a Christianity without community. And so we need to be doing life with others. If you're a leader, don't lead on an island. Don't don't be out there by yourself. You need to be in community, allowing Christ in you to be formed in you and to come out in your life. And so in my life, I have a group of guys that I meet with. Uh, it's my small group of guys. We meet every Wednesday morning, um, early, early in the morning. I, I, it just works better for my schedule. Um, but I, I meet with a group of guys early in the morning, and that's our small group. We do life together. We hold each other accountable. We I pour into them. Why? Because I need Christian community. I need brothers and sisters in Christ walking with me on this thing of Christianity. So as you think about going deeper in community, there's some questions that you can think through in 2019. Do you take seriously the priority of connecting with others weekly in worship? Um, is that gathering time for you a priority? Are you connecting with others in a small group? Maybe you should be leading a small group of other believers. Who are you discipling? How are you using your gifts to serve others? Are you investing time to meet the needs? All of these are questions that you can wrestle with to deepen this this second question. Then the final one, Scott, is this idea of sharing in the mission. If it's about a relationship with God, with one another in the world— abiding, connecting, and sharing, what does it look like in 2019 to share in the mission? Mission is not what we do as followers of Jesus. Mission is why we were born into the family of God. Uh, so my wife and I, every year, we, we have two words that we kind of revisit every year in our own heart to think about a new year and us engaging in God's mission. And the two words are giving and going. 
and, and giving is simply how much? How, how much is God leading us to invest? A lot of Christians, they get to this thing of regular generosity. I'm giving 10% or whatever. And it's like they never talk to God about it again. They think, okay, I've ticked that box off. But God may want us to go deeper than we've ever gone before this year in investing in his kingdom and sharing in the mission through generosity, through our local church, through the rhythm of our life, through other organizations. We, we want to we evaluate. My wife and I every year sit down at the beginning of a year and have a conversation about our generous giving through our church and through other ministry organizations. And then secondly, the word is going. Uh, where are we going to join in God's mission this year? And for us, it's evaluating, okay, who in our family this year is going to be going uh, across the country, around the world, sharing in the mission? And where are we going to be going? Where are we going to be serving in our city? And just one little nugget, Scott, that I think is important. It's been good in my family. We kind of established this thing. We have uh, four children. Our older three are now uh, mostly out of the house and and living on their own. And my youngest daughter is still at home. She's a freshman in, in high school. But we wanted all of our children, before they finished that junior high, early part of high school, we wanted all of them to go overseas and see God's activity in the world from uh, a kingdom perspective. We don't realize how much we have in our country, how blessed we are. And so with our children, our fourth child, uh, she's going this year to Thailand to serve in another part of the world for an extended period of time to join in God's activity there because we want all of our kids. They've been to Central, um, they've been to um, uh, South Asia, they've been to uh, Southern Africa, they've been to Southeast Asia, but we want them to see what God's doing. So that's a part of us evaluating how are we as a family, how am I as a leader sharing in the mission of God? Because if you're leading, God's given you that position of leadership to be leveraged for the sake of his mission. So here's some questions to think about as you think about sharing in the mission this year. Have I shared the story of Jesus or my story personally of coming to know Jesus with anyone in 2018? So as I think about 2019, I want to set some some marks. I want to share Christ with some people this year. Um, where are you engaging in God's mission in your city? Where are you planning to engage in God's mission globally? Are you investing financially in God's mission through his church and through other ministry organizations? So just some different questions as we think about this abiding, connecting, and sharing. And here's what I can promise you. If we set these as our resolutions, God said he's going to finish what he started. He's going to do this in us. So I can promise you these are going to be successful. That's awesome. Maybe you need to pause this right now. I mean, Vance just unpacked some great, great stuff. Asked some really, really telling questions. He did this for our church a couple years ago, some of these same things. And we actually took some time in the service and we paused after each of these and really took some time to write down what God was speaking to us in those moments. So if you're driving right now, you may need to wait till you get somewhere and pull over. If you're on a bus somewhere or you're sitting in your in your house reading, maybe you just need to stop for a minute and you need to listen back to those questions and just ask God, Take two or three minutes on each of those questions and ask God, God, what would you, where would you lead me in this way when it comes to abiding in Christ, connecting in community, and sharing in the mission? So as we close today, uh, we want to look at four specific closing thoughts for leaders. Vance just has kind of some rapid fire, like here, it, it, no matter where you're leading. I mean, we've heard from, we have missionaries li- leading in different parts of the world. We have business leaders, teachers, stay-at-home moms. I mean, we have people listening to this podcast from all scopes of leadership. And so as we close this first podcast of 2019, uh, Vance is going to give us four closing thoughts specifically for leaders and pressing on in your life this year. 
Yes, Scott, and what I love about these is they come right out of the life of the Apostle Paul. They're right out of his plea, his cry here in Philippians chapter 3, because Paul, one of the great leaders of the New Testament, one of the great influencers, had an impact in so many lives, and so many of us today are still reaping the effects of the leadership and ministry of the Apostle Paul. So Paul gives us four things here, and they're right out of these verses, verses 12 through 14. Number one is to press on in humility. Paul expressed this in two ways. In verse 12, he said, not that I've already obtained it or have already become perfect. And then in verse 13, he said, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. Paul, as great of a leader as he was, understood um, that he desperately needed God. I think one of the tragedies of American Christian leadership is a lack of Christ-like humility. The defining mark of Jesus' life is humility, and Paul here demonstrates that with this, this plea, this cry, man, I've not arrived, I hadn't attained it, I'm not perfect, I'm still pressing on towards it, uh, I'm trying to lay hold of it. There's a Even though he was accomplished and had achieved much, there was this sense of humility, so we should press on in humility. I think that's awesome. You, you said it just a minute ago, but Christ-like humility. I think it's so cool when you read um, just the Gospels, read the story of Jesus, and to see the way he served the people he was leading. Obviously, um, you know, the best story is when he, he literally got on his hands and knees and he washed the disciples' feet. Um, he served the people. I and mean, what would it look like for you, wherever you're leading in 2019, uh, to humble yourself, take on the posture of servant leadership and serve your team. I mean, there's there's no cookie cutter way for that, but just to think about pressing on in humility, what would it look like for you to to, to be, be a servant leader to your team? I think that's a cool idea. Well, and Scott, um, I heard Andy Stanley say this one time, and I thought it was powerful because sometimes as leaders, we get in a position where we have influence, and sometimes it can be daunting because maybe you're in a position of leadership where there's a lot of people that look to you, and you kind of get this idea, well, I can't do it for everybody, so I just can't, you know. But Andy Stanley said this. He said, what you can't do for everybody, you can do for somebody. Mm -hmm. And so as a leader, yeah, maybe you can't meet the need that everybody has, but find a need that you can meet. Find find some way that you can, in humility, demonstrate service towards somebody else that you're providing leadership for, and I think that goes a long way. So press on in humility. Give us that second one, Vince. Second one is press on with confidence. Paul said, he said, I'm doing this so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. It's that idea of, again, he will finish what he started. Henry Blackaby says, God always finishes what he begins. And as leaders, sometimes you can get knocked down, you can go through difficult times, but here's what you can know. Jesus is going to finish in you what he began. And so with humility, but at the same time with confidence and conviction that Jesus is going to do what he said he was going to do. Vance, we've talked about this before, um, but there's sometimes nothing more devastating in the leadership's life than insecurity. That idea of trying, I mean, when you're insecure, and, and I've, I've dealt with this, you probably dealt with this, when you're feeling insecure and you're leading in a way, you're always looking for affirmation from people. You're always looking for other ways to be affirmed and looking at what God has called you to. And again, not being arrogant about it, but confident, knowing, man, God's got this. I am pressing on and I'm going to lay hold for what, what God's called me to. Uh, I think that's a really, really good thing. It, it's that balance of you're not, you're not doing it in arrogance. You are humble, servantly leading, but you're also confident that God's at work. The third one, Scott, is to press on daily. Uh, this phrase that Paul uses here is in, in, in verse 14. He says, I press on. But the way it's written in the Greek language, it describes an ongoing, continuous action. 
And there are two aspects of this pressing on. It's this daily, consistently. One is forgetting what lies behind. That's past failures, but also past victories. Sometimes we can get so caught up in victories of the past, we can't move forward. But listen, there are also going to be failures. As we look back, we, we all have failures. And listen, you're going to have more. But know this, he loves you anyway. And we can forget the things that lie behind. We can reach forward. It means to look for God's activity in my life today. So there's a consistency and a daily pressing on in these things. That's awesome. Uh, His mercies are new every morning. I remember you saying something. You said it numerous times, but I remember the first time you said it, it just hit me. You talked about there's there's not a prescription in God's word about when you should spend time with God throughout the day. But for you personally, and it's something that I totally resonate with, you know you have to do it in the morning. Because yeah. if I don't do it in the morning, my heart's going to attach to the next thing yep. that comes along. And I think that's, that's really, really cool. Not that there's a, you have to do it before the sun comes up. I mean, you can make an argument that Jesus did it before the sun <laughs> came up. But um, I think that's super, super wise that, man, our heart is raging and our flesh is raging. As soon as we wake up, we got to attach that thing to what God says for us. And so pressing on daily, forgetting what lies ahead or forgetting what lies behind and pressing on towards the light of heads. I love that. Yep. The last one, Scott, is press on passionately. Paul uses some language here that's very passionate. He says reaching forward. It literally means to stretch. And it describes the stretching of a muscle to its fullest. It's the picture of that, that runner running across the finish line, and he's stretching everything he has for that, that, that finish line. I, one writer said this. He said, it describes him with his eyes for nothing but the goal. It describes him with his arms almost clawing at the air, with head forward and with his body bent and angled toward the goal. It describes the man who is going, as we might put it, flat out for the finish. And so as we think about this idea of pressing on, we do it with passion. We pursue intimacy with Christ. We pursue uh, connection and community, and we pursue sharing in the mission of God. If you've ever heard... Pastor Vance Pittman speak, you would use the word passion to describe. And I think that's important because, man, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Vance, but I'm thinking, man, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, either find a way to inspire yourself to get passionate or do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As a believer, I mean, we're called to be ambassadors of Christ wherever we're leading, wherever we're living. And man, there's nothing worse than a lazy, lackadaisical, not passionate believer who's claiming Christ. Um, I love the fact that, man, I get to serve with people that are passionate about what they do. And it speaks to, man, you see somebody who's passionate, you see somebody who's excited about what they're doing, you want to be around that person. They're contagious. And then when you're a follower of Christ and people are coming around you because you're passionate and excited about what you're doing, you get to have conversations with people. You might not have those conversations without that passion that God's given you. That's it, man. And I love the way that you know Paul uses this language here and the way that he, sometimes we read these verses so often, we miss the passion that's in these verses, but Paul is passionately pleading here. Uh, and so I would just close, Scott, by saying to, to all the people that are listening, those in leadership positions, and then those that are just seeking to follow Jesus more intimately, Um, As you think about 2019, 2019 is a new year, but let me make this even more narrow. Today is a new day. It's a new day for you as a leader to leverage the position, the influence that God's given you for the sake of his kingdom by abiding in him personally and daily, by connecting with other believers and living in fellowship and community and by sharing in the mission. And as you do that, you can do that with passion. You can do that with confidence. You can do that in humility, but also what he's talking about, you can do that daily, consistently. So let 2019 be a year that you press on. 
Awesome. I hope you were encouraged as a leader today. Thank you so much for listening. As Vance encouraged you with last month in December, um, if you have questions that have bubbled up to the surface as you're listening to this, shoot those. Uh, you can find Vance Pittman on uh, on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you can email Vance at HopeChurchOnline.com. Uh, we've gotten some of your questions in, in, in a future episode. We're going to package those up and just kind of do a rapid-fire questions uh, episode that we would love to include your question on. So if you got questions, go ahead and shoot us an email or shoot Vance a direct message on, on social media, and we would love to try to get your questions answered. Uh, we're praying you have an amazing month this month, amazing year in 2019, and we can't wait for all that God is going to do in your life and ministry. Thanks again for joining us on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.